Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist and I'm a neuroplasticity therapist and I help people who are learning how to heal and recover from chronic tinnitus and chronic vertigo. Part of my mission statement in life is to help have positive, you know, productive, functional conversations about how healing is truly possible and how recovery is truly possible using the amazing mechanisms we have in our brain and in our body that we can change. And so I'm always scouring the world for good stories and I have the good fortune of introducing you all to Anna Hunt, who is based in the UK. And she's here to talk about her excruciating journey with tinnitus and how she's on a path of healing. And so Anna, welcome to the call. Thank you so much, Joey. It's great to be here with you. Great. So it's really beautiful to share all human stories and I'm very open to having stories from anyone, anywhere, any age. And you are a little bit of a younger person, like you're not super young or anything, but you're under 30. And do you want to share a little bit how in your very young life you experienced tinnitus and just some of the emotional battles and the struggles that came with that? Because so many of our listeners will really empathize and understand that journey many of them may have been through it themselves um but the other thing is is i think a lot of people feel a bit helpless hopeless you know i'm old it's got to do with my hearing loss it's and it's like it's it's not ageist at all tinnitus can strike anyone at any time <clears throat> and you want to really share what you know about this at very first hand mm. well I first got tinnitus when I was 22 years old mm. and I'd been in a really challenging place for quite a long time. I'd been going through a lot of stress, a lot of frustration, mm. a lot of like just knowing what I needed, but not having the courage to give myself that, not having the courage to make the changes that I needed to make in my life. Mm. And like just having really bad boundaries um and just like all my power was outside of myself and i wasn't can i get you excuse me i just got a frog in my throat can i get you to expand on that just in very simple layperson terms learning about our boundaries and our inner power is honestly that's mm. the beauty of healing. That's when we take our power back mm. and we form healthy boundaries so we can receive nourishment of the world and also get rid of the toxic stuff that doesn't serve us. I mean, that is a really powerful skill set for anyone, mm. man, woman, any age, any country. Just for people out there who might be like, what are boundaries? What does that mean? Do you want to just give a little maybe description of not having a boundary and learning how to form a boundary and how that impacted you perhaps? Mm. Well, I suppose I had bad boundaries in a way that I, I was like giving my power over to other people, mm -hmm. um, giving them what they wanted and like not validating the the intuition and the feelings that I had inside myself, I was ignoring them and like not trusting myself, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's been one of the 
biggest gifts of tinnitus actually because it was a point where if I continued in that direction things would have just got worse and worse and worse it was like a warning signal mm. it was it and I think it's, it's the point where we actually I turned towards myself mm. and really allowed myself like gave myself permission to honor mm. what was going on as true as valid as like important to say no to um and and turning like turning towards myself with my heart opening my heart to myself allowing myself to go in the direction that that I'm I'm calling out for inside myself um and yeah amazing and like valuing my own energy um and I, I suppose because that's the thing with boundaries it's like our energy becomes very scattered we're giving our energy away to to lots of different areas and that can be really depleting and mm. it can it can create stress in the body and um and so can i can i just edge in there and for those of you who are li- listening who are like energy what's energy how do i give energy away like you know what does this all mean I think if we get really practical, it can even be little things like, you know, I really feel like I need an early night, but my boyfriend or my husband or my teacher or someone wants me to be out late or wants me to cook for them or wants me to, my kids want me to drop them off at their music lesson or pick them up from their rock concert. But what I really want is to cuddle myself into bed be quiet and not be doing those things. And the question is every time I say yes to other people, not always, actually. Sometimes when we say yes to other people, it's also a yes to ourselves, right? And so we want to do it and it feels beautiful and flow and generous. And so the energy of it is really gives us vitality and it fills us. Other times when we say yes to people, we're actually saying no to ourselves and our body begins to contract. Our muscles begin to become tense. Our soul begins to scream at us going, no, you didn't listen to me. Why aren't you listening to me? I'm knocking on your door and I'm saying no, but you're saying yes. And so there's an inner conflict between our body and our soul and what our mind and our voice and our behavioral actions are doing. So this is where, you know, the, the kind of metaphor goes, our energy can be lost. And to be honest, in society, we are trained to put ourselves kind of second and be, be, a, be pleasant to other people, be people pleasers, right? And believe me, it's possible to have integrity, honor yourself, know what you want to need, actually listen to that and follow through with what you want to need and to do it with grace, with elegance, with mm. sense of mutual respect. So it doesn't mean you have to be totally hard or self-indulgent or um, you know, go live in a, a mountain cave for 10 years and not be near other people. So you're not distracted or tempted. So do you want to talk through um, perhaps navigating that process for yourself, Anna, and realizing like something's not right with me clearly, because I've got this noise screaming in my head. So, you know, there's something not right. I imagine the doctors probably said you're all healthy. There's nothing wrong. Is it some truth there? Mm, yeah. And your hearing tests, did they say you've got healthy hearing and healthy ears? I've got very sensitive hearing, very healthy ears. Beautiful. Mm. So 
the physical aspect is like tick, 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 no medical danger. But internally, you're like, my body and my soul are screaming what's going on. How did you navigate mm -hmm. listening to the message and heeding the message? Do you want to talk through that a little bit? Exactly, because the worst thing is when we're told there's nothing we can do and we feel completely powerless to it. Mm. And mm. that's the difficult thing because we feel powerless and so we think we're powerless, but that powerlessness is just a state. It's just a state of being. So it's not true. So it's finding where, where do we have that power to, to influence reality? And there, we really do. There, 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 is, there is a lot we can do, but it can, it's difficult when we're feeling helpless and we don't, we don't have the tools, we don't have the awareness or the understanding. Mm. And, and this is why I think the work you're doing is just amazing, Joey. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think when I look at people <clears throat> who might have had their tinnitus for years and they've been told for years by very influential authorities such as surgeons or neurologists or doctors, mm -hmm. it's really hard for them to learn, oh my God, there's something I can do. Because for the last 25 years or 30 years mm -hmm. or however many years, intelligent, good, well-intentioned people have been telling them there's no cure, there's nothing you can do. And so mm. I really empathize for people who are in that place of feeling genuinely helpless, hopeless and powerless, but I couldn't agree with you more. It doesn't matter how old you are or how much, how many times you've been told it's not possible. The reality is, is that we can all influence how we perceive the world and how our brain filters information. Tinnitus is sent through our brain pathways, our nerve pathways, our neurons, through networks that the brain is perceiving as any form of sound. And some people even describe it as a vibration, ringing, popping, roaring, toning, you know, tilting, squelching, like it can be um, cicada noises and insect noises. And so the brain is doing its best to organize this information and make it work for you. Your brain is on your team. And when we get that threat level of, oh my God, the doctor said this, I'm normal and there's, what if I have it forever? What if it never goes away? And it, it goes into this big fear, catastrophe, panic, fight, flight, fear, freeze problem. That's when the brain starts to lodge it in and hardwire it and it becomes chronic mm. because it's been identified as a problem, as a threat. So the work in neuroplasticity is learning to understand it's okay, it's a part of me, it's allowed to be there and we've got to teach the brain how to actually open the floodgates to dissolve it take it out of the priority list and let our brain reset back to peace and quiet, really. Mm, so exactly. That, that educational process is lacking globally because doctors mm. aren't trained in it. Doctors are absolutely masters at interpreting brain scans and delving, you know, um, prescribing medications and all these things their training covers. So it's helpless and hopeless. How did you find your power? Because that's a credit to you that you did that. What What was the process? Um, I, I mean, I, I absolutely went to that place where I was focusing on it and trying to get rid of it. And really, I went right in there. So I've really been there and I've really mm. um, had to navigate myself back from that place. Um, and I've kind of gone in and come out quite a few times as well so it's, it's like I've been addictive, isn't it mm. Almost, you know this addictive quality of like you know we we want to get rid of it we want to learn all about it so we can be as informed as we can so we can get rid of it but that strategy can't really work because the whole time we're trying to get rid of it and we're trying to understand it it's teaching the mm. brain to emphasize it 
So those priority filters are becoming reinforced, reinforced, reinforced. So basically, you guys listening on YouTube, every time you Google about tinnitus, you're reinforcing the problem. Mm. It, it can, it can, it's a real battle. It's a battle. Um, I, I, I remember, I, I remember when, when I first, um, when I was first kind of with it and I was just, when, when the fear is coming, when, when there is so much fear, when, um, you know, when, when the fear is, it's just going to get worse and worse. How, how are we going to live? Um, how are we going to be able to do things normally? And it's just feeling really debilitating, mm. but this is all fear. And yeah. just knowing that it's that, that fear is just, it's, it's ideas in the mind. And it, and I think what I had to do at that point was just bringing myself present. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just sit there in my room every evening. And I think because I really needed this, I was just doing it every evening. Um, and I would just sit there and I would just try to be present and I would just be as present as I could be, even if that meant just staring at all the objects and just, just engaging with my senses, just being here as much as I could be and just getting out of my head. And, and, and I started also observing my mind and observing how, um, often a lot, the, the fears and certain um, thought streams that I would go down were actually draining me as well. That's so I was. That's I feel like celebrating you right there and just having a little global like you know standing ovation because that's a really big piece in getting to know yourself and kind mm. of cutting through the <clears throat> bullshit because so much mm. of what we're living in is fear-induced mumbo jumbo. It's not really reflecting our truth. Mm. Absolutely. Well done. Well done. <laughs> So that, that is yes. actually a, a demonstration of very simple mindfulness and that entry level mm. mindfulness of sitting and simply noticing, paying attention and, and stopping to over identify with what we're seeing or feeling and sort of going, Oh, that's an interesting thought. That's an interesting thought. Oh, there's another one. And letting the, mm. the, the self knowing start to begin that relationship of getting to know ourselves at a deeper level. So that's, that's really wonderful. Absolutely. Like knowing that, these thoughts can be happening, but they're not maybe reflecting, they're reflecting how we're feeling about something, but they're not reflecting what's real. They're not reflecting our true self and they're not reflecting true reality. So then it, it becomes a little bit easier just to see it and not become so involved emotionally in it all as if it's real. Well, and I, I tend to differ with that ever so slightly. And you, I agree with what you're saying, but the, at the end of the day, your thoughts are real. Like when people are noticing mm. their thoughts, you're not crazy. You're not imagining it. You're not kind of, I, you know, I don't want it to sound as though it's, it's not real. It is happening and your brain is, everybody's brain are creating, mm. brains are creating thoughts basically 24 seven. Our brain is a thought making machine. So they are real. But what Anna's saying, which I want to really validate, is that, you know, we can be thinking like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. It's never going to go away. What happens? What happens? And, and those thoughts, are, A, they're not helpful. B, they just trigger more fight, flight, freeze, sympathetic nervous system responses, which stuff up your skin, your digestion, your intimacy, relationships. So many things suffer when we're living in our fight, flight, freeze, stress part of the nervous system. And C, those thoughts are not always based on fact for example 
I have seen, honestly, so many people recover from tinnitus and just go back to normal. I can't count them. And it happens. Like, it's possible. Who are you to know that you might not be the next person? So to say, oh, my God, it's never going to go away. I've got to live with it forever is actually just rigid thinking because anybody can heal. And I really believe the possibility, the power of the brain to change itself is more powerful than anybody ever knows. Like, your brain is so amazing. How can we possibly begin to try and know what's going to happen tomorrow like there's just too much depth and too much too many interacting neurons physically mentally emotionally and spiritually so i think what anna's saying is when we sit down and notice our thoughts we begin to notice it can take us away into this world of panic and catastrophe and those thoughts are real but the actual scenario or story probably isn't real you know you're sitting in your bed staring at the wall you're not dying there isn't a lion chasing you. It's not as bad as the brain can kind of catastrophize it to be. Does that kind of resonate with your experience? Absolutely. Yes. They're just yeah. really important. And part of the strategies we go through in module five of Rock Steady, which is the Vertigo and Tinnitus Recovery Program that I built, part of module five is helping people understand persistent doubt and persistent thoughts and looking at which ones are helpful which ones are actually helping us be the person we want to be and how can we start to fine-tune those helpful thoughts to help mm. build really robust cognitive neural patterning and mm. how can we let the unhelpful thoughts the catastrophes the worries and the fears have a different place to be in different positioning and different priorities so they can become quietened and the helpful mm. wisdom thoughts can actually start to be on the volume, like really louder. We want those thoughts like, you've got this, you're fine, I love you, you're amazing, go eat your favorite food. You know, we want to have those thoughts on our team. And that's, that is a part of that self-relationship, developing that relationship. Absolutely. It's like, it's like if, if thoughts are influencing our energy, mm. um, the the, the thoughts that are like against ourselves or against life in a way mm. um, that, that are just not serving thoughts that are that are not serving like catastrophizing thoughts they're not mm. serving so not feeding them and mm. going towards um perspectives and and like thought processes or or anything that is feeding that's feeding life and that's mm. feeding our energy in a good way mm. and and that's part of that um like valuing our energy mm. and um so it comes back to self-love doesn't it and this mm. self-appreciation <clears throat> and self-celebration and really really yes being present 100 percent. because you know what neuroplasticity cannot occur in the past or the future it's totally impossible synapses happen in real time yeah. and you know really <clears throat> celebrate and appreciate what we're feeling in the real time helps us to actually enjoy life because we're not stuck mm. in the what ifs or stuff or stuck in that oh i just had this massive vertigo attack or you know three years ago i got tinnitus and it never went away and we're living in the past and why aren't i that person i was three years ago and why can't i go back to being normal and the truth is is our body our cellular body is replicating itself like all of our skin cells and plasma cells and blood cells are actually dying and rebirthing like mm. every however many days you know Every, so within three years, we're a whole new person. Our body's actually replicated itself and we've got to 
you know, get in the real time. You can't live in the past. So absolutely. And in that, that space in the present, we might be worried about the future, but here is the actual space that we have the power to nurture. Yes. And if, if all of our cells, this is one thing I found amazing, is that if all of our cells are regenerating constantly, if we are creating this, if, if our body, if our being is like a space, mm. and if we're opening our hearts to ourselves, to that space, and letting that space be filled with loving vibrations rather than fearful vibrations, and that is the environment which our cells are reproducing, are, are, are um, regenerating in. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of environment that's really conductive to healing as well. Like yeah. when, when, when we're tuned into, um, like tuning into the heart, it, it's just, it's such a big part of the medicine that, that can only be, it's, it's something that just um, grows and grows. I think it's such a part of, healing is mm. is tuning into the heart and when when we're um when we're actually um feeling things from the heart when when we're tuned into heart sensed feelings like compassion and care and patience and these these kind of mm. things there that's it's um it's it's helping bring balance to the body it's it's the it's the environment that's helping um, helping our cells regenerate and it's it's helping um, our our body be yeah, come into yeah. balance more. We just um, had so, a, you go. Yeah, so so this is something that we can be doing in the present um, to to help our body to heal and. Mm -hmm and just keep focusing in that direction, keep focusing in the direction of that. Um, yeah, I would probably go so far as to say it's not just about focus because focus is one of the key ingredients for sure. And harnessing mm. our focus and building skills and tools to help us really gain focus so we're not always distracted by our problems and our symptoms. That is definitely a skill that is part of the journey to healing. But beyond that, it's about actually feeling the appreciation feeling the celebration, feeling mm. the self-love. And once we're feeling it, that's when the, we, I just had a live Rocksteady group call. So we have people from all over the world connecting on their healing journey and asking questions and sharing insights and supporting each other. It's just amazing. And one of the topics we covered this week was on the parasympathetic nervous system and how do we turn off the fight, flight, false alarm switch in our brain and how do we allow those brain filters to switch so we can actually be in our repair system and have this energy of, or this um, sensation of love that I think you're referring to. So to bring it back mm. to the science, we're either in safety or we're in danger. And when mm. we are freaking out and worried and trying to get rid of our symptoms, we're feeding the danger zone in our brain and neuroplasticity cuts out, healing is not an option and we feel rubbish. But when we drop into gratitude, self-compassion, self-love, appreciation, and all of these vibrations of kindness, and they are literally consistent with healing because our nervous system switches, our brain function changes, and we open up to an actual biological change that heals us. So while you can think it's hippie, hippie, hoo-hoo, la-la, 
I've got to meditate on my heart center. No, you don't have to meditate on your heart center. You have to feel loved, appreciated, celebrated at home in your body. You have to become friends with your body. You have to actually learn how to love your thoughts, love your feelings, love your sensations and physically find a place for yourself to belong because once you're in that inner world and you create a kingdom for yourself to actually be the queen, be the king of your kingdom, that's when the healing can happen. And it's simply impossible for it to be an external source. No doctor, no therapist, no spiritual psychic medium, no medication, no device, no nothing can change the relationship you have to your body. And that's where going through the rock steady process and that step-by-step journey inwards is such a powerful journey and all of these pieces are a part of it you know incorporating mindfulness incorporating focus and skills to um, boost our focus breath work physical work the spirit the kind of physical mental emotional spiritual um what i want modalities or exercises tools skills all of it's important and as anna can probably understand what works for one person on monday might not work on Tuesday. And, you know, just Mm -hmm. because let's say I like to eat sugar free doesn't mean it's going to help anybody else. So it's very personal and we need to have a whole barrage and plethora of tools that we can draw upon so that every day we're empowered, we're prepared Mm -hmm. and we're confident no matter what life throws at us. Like we can handle a stressful period. Dog dies. I've got it. You know, grandma dies. I've got this. And so we can actually go through grief and sadness and the normal throes of life with our relationship to our body intact. So do you mm. want to talk through a little bit about, have you had any experience of hating your body and hating your symptoms and being in that kind of dark pit of despair and just slowly like swinging the pendulum towards like, Oh my God, you, you messaged me and saying life is precious. Like, you know, we, ha- we can't waste this time and sort of like shifting into this place of awe and love. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that swinging into the preciousness mm. of life from the pit of despair. Mm. Um, I think I just, I just felt so trapped mm. and I was so, I just felt like, um, like, I, I felt disabled. I felt like it was debilitating. I felt like I wasn't able to like go out and live in the world as I'd known myself before, as I'd known that I could before. Mm. So, Which is true. Like your world had mm. changed and you were no longer the woman that you had been. So mm. something mm. had deeply awakened and changed in you. And mm. now you're this new being and you had all of this noise in your body to show for it and no one mm. to teach you what to do about it. So you were forced in on your yeah. inner journey of discovery. Exactly. And that's why it's been such a gift because it actually made me turn towards myself mm. and, um, mm. and, and find that power within and to influence reality and to what's guiding me to find the right guide in life and for that guide to be um what's within me Mm. Mm. and to trust that to actually learn to trust myself Mm. um because i wasn't trusting myself and really really um, common yeah and not listening um not listening to my own self so 
I think that's the greatest gift because actually it's put me on a much better path than I was before because mm. I'm really connected mm. to to my life in a much more deep way in a much more real way mm. and um do you want to and Maybe. not so inhibited by fear because I was so like mm. in I, I just had so much fear influencing the whole of my life and my expression and um mm. and that's been a massive thing as well actually it's like walking around with a paper bag over your head when we're living in fear isn't it it's like we just can't mm. see anything we can't see our way out of the darkness everything is just so debilitating and I mean, technically our arms work, our legs work, our heart's beating, our ears work, our, you know, we can chew, we can eat, we can talk, like there's no physical disability, but we've mm. just got this darkness where we can't see our way out of the problems. Mm. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a horribly um, powerless place to be in that point. And I know I've been there myself as well in my journey. But getting mm. out of it, I think, really taking our control back and reclaiming yeah our sense of power and also i love this idea of co-creating so it's like there's some there's aspects of life that i have no control over you know obviously the weather environmental disasters other people's actions etc etc but there's a lot about how i perceive the world how i relate to the world what vibrations i'm giving out and what intentions and and projects i'm birthing there's a lot that i do create in my world and when it comes to feelings and sensations and thoughts and ideas in my inner world, I'm the boss. I'm telling mm. my brain what to do. My brain isn't controlling me. And because I've got that skill to real time actively participate in my sensory system. So if I mm. were to notice tinnitus coming in, I'd be like, oh, okay, I think I need to check in on myself. And to be honest, 99% of the time, actually need a glass of water i'm dehydrated and i need an early night and it disappears very quickly so it's yeah. it's always like oh thank you for that little reminder and then i'm off again and do you want to talk about in real time now how your relationship is to your body what happens um because you're on the journey of healing and do you want to share mm. with people Everyone listening will be like, oh, my God, can she still hear her tinnitus? Has it disappeared? You know, it's the $64 million question. And so do you want to talk through just the process you're in, the journey you're on, and has it been four years? Is that right? Yeah, it's been about five years. So I just want to say that a big, like, a kind of big breakthrough was where I realised that I wasn't broken. Yeah. My consciousness yeah, was fully intact. And I think this... this um growing connection with a more real a part of myself mm. and which is actually a like just a stillness mm. um it's brought me to a stillness and um in in a way i'm i'm there is more stillness in me now mm. than before tinnitus was there my tinnitus is still there um it's 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 not stopped for nearly five years um but it's it's been very loud and almost out of control at times. Lots of different sounds going on, very, very mm. loud, really disturbing. Mm. Um, mm. And from there, it's gone right back to a very quiet place. Mm. So even from there, it's possible for it to come right back. Um, oh, yeah. So, so, so for, for people who are in that kind of place, 
um, I, I, can, I can absolutely say that we can have full faith that it can change, it really can change. Um, right now in my own body, um, I, oh, <laughs> I, I, um, I think when tinnitus is a little bit louder or a little bit more uncomfortable, um, I use it as a signal to just come back to myself, mm-hmm. um, to just to ground myself, to breathe. Um, it's telling me that I'm being a little bit too busy, that I'm being a little bit too like just focusing on lots of things outside and I need to just come back inside and, and, um, and then it, it kind of balances it out. So I'm really like more connected in with my feelings, with how I'm feeling Mm. about things and, and with um, like, and that tends to be my guide, like you were saying in the beginning, if we have a good feeling about something, that's something to go towards. If there's a feeling of resistance, mm. then that's something to listen to as well. So, um, so really kind of listening to that and knowing how important it is and, and just having this such a, a more understanding for my body and how intelligent it is and how tuned in actually it is to Mm. to lots that's going on and it's just Mm. amazing to be more connected with it because there's so much to listen to um it's it's a miraculous place inside of our body it's just an in it's it really is awe inspiring like awe awe inspiring Mm. and there's there's something i wanted to say with um you know having faith that tinnitus can change or all of this i feel like the more important point to make from a scientific level, it's highly unlikely your tinnitus won't change. Like it's mm-hmm. it, nothing in life is forever. Like everything changes and there's all those, you know, jokes and old adages like, you know, tax changes and, you know, we age and the weather changes mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And there's no different to the sensations in our body or the sounds in our body. They do change and they will change whether you do anything about it or not. The question is, is it changing in a direction that we're facilitating? Are we using neuroplasticity and our moods and our empowerment and our diet and our lifestyle? And are we making decisions that are enabling our body to literally calm down and quieten down? Mm -hmm. So yes, it's going to change. The question is, is it changing for the better? And are you facilitating consciously that change? Or are you kind of just meditating under a tree and going, oh, I hope this changes. You know, I hope that would be so nice. Please God. Like, you know, we praying is great. I like prayer, but there has to be more than prayer. And so going within and really understanding how we can functionally support neuroplasticity within our body. That's what I encourage people to research and to learn about because you are not stuck unless you believe you're stuck. Your tinnitus is not stuck forever unless you believe that. And if anyone believes that, that will actually be the case. So that's why it's so important that people open up to this concept of believing in their body to sort it out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so it's so important to, I think, stay present, stay connected and stay open, which is really what Mm. you were implying is is tuning in. And I know I asked you this earlier, but um, after hearing me rant on, is, is there any little piece in you that is, is willing to believe the tinnitus uh, one day might be imperceptible? Yeah, it may well be. I, I think the main thing is that 
um, like it's it's influenced it like it's influenced by a lot of different things it so is. it's just, it's really just been learning like what's influencing it and it's not random it's influenced by you know like even internal responses that are going on so it really is bringing bringing um bringing me inside mm. and like at the moment i have this is a, this is a, an example of um how my neuroplasticity has changed because i i have no reaction to it whatsoever mm. when it comes and or my reaction is knowing that okay it's a symptom of an imbalance so how can i bring balance how can i go towards something that's that's going to bring me balance how can i give myself something there's something that i need right now and that's what it's telling me so th that that's mm -hmm. that and we, i just did an interview also with dipika dalmenico who was talking about kind of the yoga of sounds and the healing medicine of sounds and another perspective because remember there's always a different way of looking at things and there's billions of people on this planet and therefore billions of ways of perceiving body sound and another way because i tend to take the same approach you take that all right if my body's arcing up and there's some unusual noise coming through do i need to pause and just take stock and check you know do my little dashboard check right mm. and but the other thing is that arguably when we hear tinnitus it could be a sign that everything's right and our body is singing and it's our inner symphony and it's like an orchestra of healing. And I know for mm. me, there are many times when my body is noisy and it's because I'm in full blown healing mode and healing is actually noisy because it's synapses moving, it's blood flow, it's proteins, it's membranes. Like there's a lot of activity going on and that is noisy. And so there's times when sometimes I'm like, yeah, go body. Like I can actually feel my body real time and hear it roaring in a medicinal way and so it's not always that things are going wrong but given that we're human and life is stressful and we get distracted almost every day we have to realign right we get distracted mm. daily and we've got to come back so that is a really big part of it but i want to open it up to the listeners that maybe everything is right like maybe this mm. is your inner symphony of joy and just sit back and listen to it you know That's absolutely because it's great to train ourselves to 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 be look to be um to be um going towards nurturing things and to train ourselves towards you know that being tuned into what we need and mm -mm. and being tuned into ourselves it's good to train ourselves towards that but that's absolutely true and and i agree from my own experiences of that but that sometimes tinnitus has been roaring when actually i'm in like a very strong place um like big release is happening, um, you know, a very healing place, a very, something powerful, but not necessarily negative. So mm -hmm. I can absolutely say that it's yeah. true. And, and, and therefore, um, why react? And just to say yes to life and say yes to the body and trust the innate intelligence of mm. your body. Like this mm. is one of the things that hold people back from healing. There's a few. One is trying to get rid of it. If you're trying to get rid of something that's inside of you, you just add a complete conflict of interest because your body is making the sound for you, for you to listen to and for you to utilize, right? So trying to get mm. rid of it is not going to shut it up. So... I think it's always useful to find the wisdom in your body, trust the body, trust that it knows what it's doing. And that sound is there for a reason. Find the wisdom, find the gift, 
go in, be your own expert. And if you don't know how, go through the Rocksteady process. I've built it so that any person, any age, as long as you speak English, unfortunately, you can go through and learn, like learn how to go within and find the gift hone your focus skills start learning what compassion is most people have no idea what self-compassion is and it's like opening up so many doors learn about self-love and upgrade yourself to know your desires your wants your needs and learn how to articulate and how to get those needs met in a very real way mm. and i think one of the other things that stops us from healing is really this this ongoing self-critique and self-hating and self-deprecating and considering yourself as abnormal or diseased or sick. It's simply not true. This is one of the biggest myths ever. And tinnitus is not a disease. Tinnitus happens to absolutely healthy, beautiful young people. Look at Anna. Like it happens to anyone. It's not a disease. Arguably it is a gift and it's a barometer of health and it's a way of going deeper into your soul deep into your alignment of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And I know that some people, for example, in Indian cultures believe that when they hear tinnitus, it's the gods talking to them. So there's this real mm -hmm. sense of like, oh, I'm, I'm the lucky one. So mm -hmm. our perspective of how we receive it is really malleable, right? And mindset mm -hmm. makes a big deal. Um, and I think the take-home message is, if you have any sensations you don't like, whether that is tinnitus or vertigo, disequilibrium, dizziness, even pain, you play a really key role in how you perceive that, mm -hmm. how you create and change new neuro neuroplasticity pathways mm -hmm. and how you reinvent your feeling normal because you will never be the person you were. That's impossible. And turning the clock back is a ridiculous goal to have. You will never be that person. You've outgrown that person. How can you reinvent your new normal and actually become a joyous, whole, connected, confident, stable, loving person in real time? That's the challenge. You can do it. And I feel like, look at people like Anna, who have stuck with this over four to five years, which is huge. Well done. That's a, that's a pretty long stint. How long until you felt the kind of joy kick in, Anna? Um, I think... I mean, it's, I sort of had a bit of a wavy journey, so I'd come out coaster. back. But I will say that the worst of it, the yeah. real breakthrough was, I think, three years, where I'd learned everything. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. Well, congratulations. Where, where, where I knew I didn't need to go back into that place again. Yeah. Double high five. <laughs> That's great. And I think it is a breakthrough moment. I mean, there was a moment for me because I was at one point very distressed about tinnitus too. And I was like, oh my God, what if I turn into one of those suicide people? And I'll, you know, ah. And there was a moment when I realized, oh, actually, I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. It can come and go as it likes. And I literally don't care. Like I'd, I'd overcome it. And then once I'd overcome it, it kind of disappeared. Like it, it didn't need to come anymore either. So there was a, mm. there was a shifting point, the <clears throat> catastrophe dissolved and my whole perspective went into no big deal zone and i think mm. that for me that really is a sign of healing and recovery once the initial kind of symptom or sensation becomes no big deal and then the brain can reset it and rewire it so for those of you listening, please back yourself. Please believe in yourself. If you don't have any support or you're not sure where to start, go to my website, seekingbalance.com.au. Take a look at the Rocksteady journey 
and share the healing, talk with your peers, you can join in live group calls. And I also have a special treat for you. And Anna, do you want to talk a little bit about your book? And I'm going to plug your website too, which is tinnitushealing.net. And your book is called Journeying with Tinnitus as a Companion, a Guide for Self-Management and Holistic Healing for Chronic Tinnitus. Do you want to just share a little bit, bit about what you're hoping the, the book will offer people? Oh, thank you. Um, so, so I wrote this book. I started to write this book because everything that I was finding online was kind of making me feel really depressed and more powerless. And the, the, the small amount of positive stories were, were great, but I didn't feel like there was enough of them. So I thought, right, I'm going to write a post a forum post or something and I started writing and it was just coming and coming and coming and coming and coming oh, so well done. It, it was just like it was there and it was everything that was significant for me everything that helps everything that helps bring some kind of power um that helps bring the understanding that was needed the perspective that was needed um, and I just wanted to share that with mm. anyone who was going through a similar thing so that they would not be in the powerless bit for as long as I was perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Although um, having said that, I do believe in divine timing and, you know, people who need mm, to hear this YouTube will click play when they're ready to hear it. And I, I, I kind of think to a certain extent, we have to go through our pain. We have to meet our fears and we have to go into the black pit of despair. And the sooner you guys listening are ready to get support, there is support out there. And I think a book like Anna's is potentially very inspiring to help people think more broadly, maybe try different things, be experimental and start to explore self-compassion. And I've got a, a question for you. Would you say in a certain kind of loose way, it's almost like a diary. It's like a reflection of your journey and what you tried and going from A to B. Like there's kind of, it's kind of a personal account of journeying with tinnitus. I I guess in some ways I mean there there it it does reflect the journey I've been on especially in the the, the kind of ordering of it and the significant things that influenced and helps me but at the same time it's it's got a few like paragraphs where I'm putting in my real personal experiences mm. but it's not based around that mm. um, it's more just based on the clarity the um, yeah the the sharing of the understanding. But yeah, I did. I have read through it and I really felt like it was kind of you were, yeah, almost like kind of offering, well, here's another thing and here's another thing. And like just this really beautiful yeah. open voice of saying, and this is exactly what I would agree with is nobody can predict what is going to work for you. This is for you listeners. Mm -hmm. Like nobody else in the planet will ever know what is going to help you get closer to your truth and your healing. And so there is no avoiding going through the process and you have to try things and say how does this feel for me does this make me feel more centered does this make me feel more empowered is this giving me back energy and vitality and joy and if you're getting yeses then you're like all right this is for my toolbox <laughs> and if it's not working for you and you go to the osteopath or you go to the cranial sacral massage you know chiropractor blah 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 naturopathy homeopathy Chinese medicine doctor, like you can try all of these things and you can spend a heap of money. But the reality is if you're not actually stopping and reflecting on how did I feel in that session? Did I walk mm. away feeling taller, stronger, more empowered, knowing myself better? You know, is it helping me go within or is it just another crutch, another external mm. fix? 
And nothing external can give you that long-term result, which is your love of yourself and relationship to yourself. So going to the inner process is something that you're going to need a whole new toolbox. So instead Mm. of calling a friend or calling another friend or calling a therapist or calling another therapist, who can you call in here? And what's your way to get in? What's the modality that works for you? And so I think um, sharing stories is great. Learning with mm-hmm. and from others is wonderful. But as I say in the rock steady process, no one has your answers except you. And until you can learn mm-hmm. to hear your own answers and tap into your own wisdom, you're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well said. And I think that's why in whatever way we can, um, just growing our relationship with our heart, tuning into our heart, where is it mm-hmm. often where are we? Is it feeling wary? Is it feeling full of pain and just being with it and let ourselves, letting ourselves kind of just more and more regularly tune in with it. Mm. And um, so, to do that safely so it's not mm. overwhelming or like bringing you back into that place of pain and fear. Because I think, absolutely, I think there's a because lot it, of, yeah i mean it's 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 something that's that goes in waves and it's it's there are so many different states that our heart can be in but essentially underneath all of that stuff it is such an immense source of light that really brings all the healing we need and i think it's just the biggest key Mm. to to healing in in on this whole planet i think um, I think I think the biggest key mm-hmm. to healing at the moment, well, it's different for everybody, but I would say it's self-belief. If you mm-hmm. don't believe in yourself and think that you're mm-hmm. worthy enough to actually open that door and go within, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Like you are not going to heal. If you believe you can't mm-hmm. heal, you're not going to heal. If you're relying on mm-hmm. other people to fix you, you're not going to heal. Like you have to be brave enough to go in and face the fire. Mm-hmm. And often it's a lot easier than we think it's going to be. Like once we actually go in and we surrender and we soften and we're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to do this. It's often the most beautiful, enriching, rewarding process possible. And Mm -hmm. so many of my clients have just said, not only do symptoms not bother me, they've disappeared. And when they do come, I hardly notice them. I know how to manage them. And now their relationships have changed. Their careers changed. Their whole relationship Mm -hmm. to the world is like upgraded. And it's because they've tapped into this beautiful being, physical, mm. mental, emotional, spiritual power within themselves. And so I think don't underestimate yourself and your capacity to heal yourself. That's what I want everybody to go home and contemplate. Even if you don't believe it, just contemplate mm. it. Just open that tiny little crack so that the thought can go in and one day you go, damn it, I can heal myself and I'm going to learn how. absolutely i mean we're created by the intelligence of the universe it's in us that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i second second what you're saying absolutely gorgeous now do you have any um closing words or anything you want to um kind of yell out to people who have listened all the way to the end of our interview Mm -hmm. and they're hanging on and do you have anything that you want to um impart to them perhaps from your heart to their hearts I just want to say that um, no matter how dark things can seem and no matter how stuck things can seem, um, things can shift drastically. Mm. Um, And just, and they will. And And just 
hang in there keep connecting with yourself and just open your heart to yourself it's so worth it and you we all deserve it everyone deserves it um absolutely we're all pure we're all beautiful we're all (laughs) (laughs) everything we need is 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 here it's inside us and um yeah i just want to offer all that prayer beautiful And if anyone out there right now is listening, thinking, I'm not beautiful and I'm not pure, just think of it as like a boat in the ocean that's covered in barnacles. Like the boat is still beautiful and still amazing. It's just sometimes we've got to remove these little barnacles that are attached to us, you know, old thoughts and old values and old shoulds and old expectations and guilts and shames. And once we begin Mm. to remove those, we realize, oh my goodness, I am pure and beautiful. I just couldn't see through all of that psychological smog that was weighing me down. So I totally agree with Anna. And if you can't see that in yourself yet, reach out. Like I'm here. That's what I do for a living. I help people through that process of going in and finding that beauty. And there are other people around. Reach out for your local networks if you need to. And I think just keep believing, opening those doors for possibility. Find your purity. Find your beauty. Go like way beyond. It's not even about tinnitus, you know, tinnitus, schminitus. It's about being (laughs) a beautiful, soulful, connected person you want to be and that you can be. And the reality is, is until you arrive at that place, you will never be happy. So beautiful Anna Hunt, please visit tinnitushealing.net. And I'm going to have a live link at the bottom of both this YouTube and podcast recording tinnitushealing.net to visit Anna and to download her beautiful ebook and to share that journey of companioning with tinnitus for those of you who want education support tools and a 12-week resource for going through the neuroplasticity process and going into that wisdom and actually getting to the work go to go to my rocksteady program at seekingbalance.com.au if you want to talk with me you can pick my brain book in an initial consultation and if you want to do private therapy with me i offer a six-month program for just a handful of special people who are really willing to go deep and I can support you over a six-month journey uh, through that process. And Beautiful Balance is also on my website, seekingbalance.com.au. So, Anna, thank you so much. What a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for being brave and sharing. The world needs more of these positive heart-centered healing stories. So just from my heart to yours, thank you. Oh, return to you, Joey. Thank you so much. It's just been amazing to meet you and just to know that you're putting what the work that you're putting out and helping people it's um it's it's just amazing um i think the world of tinnitus and and vertigo as well bringing these understandings to it is is essential it is yeah it really is because that it's the understanding is lacking it's Mm -hmm. like the, the answers aren't being found in 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 the kind of um you know in there isn't a a cure but the answers are here the answers are this is what you're sharing with the world is absolutely and i think it's these are the real answers for it Mm, mm. Um, the answers mm. aren't out there the answers are in here and if you don't know how Mm. to find that my program teaches you how to go within and find it so the program Mm. itself is a tool it's a resource it's a support it's like a first aid kit for your specific it's the balm to soothe the worries, you know, and um, it's a beautiful process. So 
go for it. And don't forget, you've also got tinnitushealing.net for Anna's book, seekingbalance.com.au to check out what I do and to look at the neuroplasticity process. So that's a bye for now, everybody, and all the best with your healing. And once you heal, email me and tell me about it so I can interview you. 